Welcome back to a new episode of the I'm Just Talking podcast. I am, of course, your host, Cello. The um, not scripted, not edited, opinion-based variety podcast that hopefully you know and love. It can be found on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Overcast, and Radio Public. It is uh, another Sunday evening, uh, nice eventful week at work. Um, looks like I stripped the uh, one the holder for my mic, so my mic keeps falling. But um, you know, eventful week, um, lots of uh, stuff going on in the world, lots of stuff I could talk about, lots of stuff I could touch on. Um, I'm really trying to keep these around 30 minutes, so and that gets tough depending on the topic, depending on the week, depending on the, the whatever. So. Um, let's just get right into it. Uh, I, I was a little bit torn on, on really what to talk about. There's so many different things that are going on, you know, uh, sports wise, major league baseball lockout, uh, football free agency is about to come up. The NBA is really in, in the, uh, the home stretch really. And, uh, all of those are great topics. Um, but one of the things that, I did this weekend as I went and I saw the Batman. Um, I saw the Batman at Studio Movie Grill. I don't know where you live in the country, where you live in the world, but Studio Movie Grill is basically kind of, it combines your dining experience and a movie experience. A little bit nicer seats, um, you know, theater kind of lounge seats. Uh, They have a little table that swings in and out and you get to order food. The menu's not, Super gourmet. I had like a meat lover's pizza, which which I enjoyed. Uh, we had some pretzel bites. You know, they have alcohol. They have like martinis and margaritas and, you know, beer and draft beer and stuff like that. They have some desserts. Um, but we went to see it. Mostly, um, the girlfriend is a very huge Robert Pattinson fan. I, on the other hand, am a Batman fan. Now, We'll preface this by saying I am not a bat, uh, a comic book um, expert. I am not a comic book nerd. Um, I, I watched the Adam West incarnation of the Batman TV show, Burt Ward, Cesar Romero, Eartha Kitt, um, Burgess Meredith, you know, those guys. And um, I really liked that. Um, and then, of course, the wasn't called Justice League. Maybe it was as the cartoon. Um, they had a cartoon back in the day. The animated series were good, Batman Beyond. I have a few of the comic books and, you know, not graphic novels, but, you know, different incarnations of Batman, you know, like um, comic books. Um, it's not a graphic novel. It's kind of like a, it's called an anthology maybe. It goes over characters, goes over Batman, you know, things like that. So we had been planning this. Once she found out he was going to be Batman, Batman all of a sudden was the greatest thing ever. Um, and I was none too thrilled. Um, I did not think that he was going to be a good Batman. Um, and of course, so with being said of my lack of, uh, you know, technical knowledge or 
you know, comic book history. Um, that's not real. I'm not really, I'm going to touch on the movie a tiny bit, but I, someone sort of spoiled it for me, so I don't want to spoil it for nobody else. But, um, so I wanted to go see it just because I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, I actually read the book. So I lived overseas in 19, in the, the 88, 89, whichever year it came out. I think it was 88 when it came out. We didn't get it till 89 um, when Michael Keaton. And again, I I only remember him from one of my favorite movies of all time, Johnny Dangerously. And I didn't think he was going to be a good Batman, but he turned out to be, you know, really good. And uh, so I read the book. So I was really hyped when the movie came out. We had one movie theater on the base. We, you know, over three days, you waited online to get in and, you know, great movie. So, um, he he gets cast as Batman, and I'm like, God, are you serious? This fucking guy who played in Twilight, which I had to sit excruciatingly through every movie, um, and I just wasn't convinced he was going to be a good Batman. I was pleasantly surprised at how well he did. He looked good. Um, he looked like a more dominant figure in the movie in terms of he's tall naturally. Um, and of course they could cast people that are shorter than him, but any scene that I felt like he was in, he was, he was bigger. He, he stood out. Um, the movie is shot very dark. So it wasn't like the coloring of like his suit and the scene and whatever. He just seemed to stand out, um, in, in those scenes. There's a couple of scenes where he walks through kind of a crowd of people and he just looks like he's important. He looks like he's commanding the room. Um, and I thought he played well. I, I didn't think, as Bruce Wayne, he was very convincing. His haircut's kind of weird. Um, you know his natural hair color is not that color. Uh, but as far as Batman was concerned, he, he convinced me that he was smart and, you know, he was the detective type and, and, and the whole bit. Um, Zoe Kravitz, I thought, was excellent as Catwoman. Um, she, of course, embodies, you know, that Eartha Kitt, because Eartha Kitt was also African-American, light-skinned, you know, and, and I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I thought it was perfect. Um, the villains, I was very surprised to see Totoro as one of the villains in there. Um, very, very good movie. Um, I'm on the fence as to where I think I rank it. I, I think it's, I don't know. It, it's it's tough for me because I'm I'm really a good. I thought Christian Bale was an excellent Batman. I thought, you know, uh, those movies that the Christopher Nolans. I thought those movies were great, um, but this one was good. There's a couple of really good scenes in there, um, and there's one scene in particular if you ever see the movie, um, which I think it's really unique. It it might be the highlight of the movie, um, in terms of the action sequences, but. One of the things that's that I wanted to kind of get into is in this movie, you you tend to notice that he's not entirely comfortable with being Batman, I guess. Or at least that's the what I took on it, was where he he never has any moment of what seems like happiness. He, he's kind of a soft-spoken Batman. He's a, uh, God, what is he? He's more like 
subdued. He doesn't talk a lot. Um, he's definitely not changing his voice, a la Christian Bale. But he's—you could just tell there's an internal struggle going on. And there's a couple of points in the movie where he's got like a monologue, so to speak. And and one is at the very end, um, which again I don't want to give away, but it it, it basically confirms that he's struggling with being you know is he helping the city is he ultimately you know it can i continue to do this so to speak and he evolves through as the movie goes on to where like it appears that that's where his principle of not killing people kind of comes from right so that how did now how you ask why am I? Why am I talking about this? Why is it translating? What does it have to do with? Really, nothing. It has to do with nothing more than the struggle that we go through in life, whether that's a struggle that you know we want to be better versions of ourselves. Really, is what it is. And if you are going to embark on a career journey and be the best X, Y, and Z that that you want to be, you know is do you have to isolate yourself to become? Do you have to distance yourself from feelings to ultimately accomplish your your goals? Of course, Batman's goal initially is vengeance. He wants to find the guy that killed his parents. He becomes a crime fighter. And he his number one emotion is vengeance that he, you know, in where he it fuels his everything. So what you could learn from that, in my opinion, would be that what's driving you will change along the way. If what's driving you is not creating the best version of you for, for the end result, you, ha- you have to sort of ad lib along the way. You got to sort of pump the brakes. And, and this is so much similar. I've talked about similar incarnations of these sorts of things where it's okay to change course. It's okay to pump the brakes. It's okay to hit a stop sign and say, let me reset. And I think in this movie, he, he sort of does that. Um, he's still an ass-kicking billionaire. Um, this movie doesn't touch on that. The, the billionaire side of it too much. Um, it, and and you'll and again you'll you'll have to see the movie, and I don't want to ruin it, but it's it's really one of those things where you you definitely don't get the feeling that he gives one rat's ass about how much money he has, which again is another point where is if something is driving you that is so deep and so rooted in whom you've become, then things, monetary things don't matter. You know what I mean? Um, In in certain instances, of course, monetary matters at the end. Like, I'm going to start this company, and I'm going to have no social life. I'm going to have no love life. I'm not going to have kids. And then once the company hits X, Y, and Z, then I'll, you know, I'll sell it and then I'll have, you know, then I'll live, you know, 
with an umbrella drink in it on an, in a tropical country with my kids, you know, my trophy wife and my, my four kids and, you know, and a dog. But to be laser focused is detrimental. And I think throughout the course of this movie, he sort of figures that out. And if you're so laser focused that the people you care about don't think you care about them, is your ultimate goal going to be worth it when you get there? Are you going to be at the mountaintop alone, essentially? Are you going to accomplish this great goal and, you know, company of the year, but you're on stage by yourself? And I think that this movie does a really good job of making you feel what he feels as Batman. Because, again, they don't touch hardly at all about him as Bruce Wayne until a certain point in the movie. So, and can you lead a double life? Can you be hyper-focused and be something at different parts of the day? So, for example, can you be the business tycoon, the shrewd guy, the emotionless person, and then can you have, you know, a personal life where you have a wife and you have a kids and you have a dog and you're the baseball, you know, you go to a little league, whatever that would be, right? Can you do that? And can you be successful in two things? And I think that it's always a struggle that Batman has. How does he be, how does he not let one take over the other or one lessen the other? And I, and I did an episode way back when about my alter ego as the mob boss. And ultimately I've, I've realized that as much as I want that all, oh, oh my God, I can't even say it, that alter ego to be the tough guy, to be, you know, essentially what I'm not. I don't know that I could sustain that because it's just not my real nature. So you, you, you have to understand what you're getting yourself into if you're embarking on something that's larger than you, something that's larger than life itself. You know, it's, and it's got to be, you know, exhausting. Like, imagine if this was real. And by the way, someone said, and, and I've seen it all over the place. I've seen it different social medias. There's something like 42 billionaires in the world and not one of them deciding that they want to be Batman because it's exhausting. And of course, I think you'd probably go broke. You know what I mean? You, you really think like to get like a, a car that can, you know, drop its wheels and turn into a, an airplane, that shit's not cheap. And you couldn't hide it. Like it's not realistic. You know what I mean? So I just think the walk, the takeaway from the movie was two things. I think the movie as a movie, as a production, as entertainment, um, and a slightly different spin on what we've seen, I think the movie was done very well. Um, I do like the fact that it it did, and I'm again, I can't give it away, but there's certain Easter eggs along the way. There's certain things you could see that they're hopefully laying out to have a nice bigger story. Um, there is certainly conflict in in him as a man, whether that's Bruce Wayne, whether that's the Batman, whether that's 
you know, whatever it is. There is definitely some foreshadowing there. Um, ultimately, I think the reason Batman is popular, at least for me anyway, he's not a he's not really superhuman. He's kind of an anti-hero. He he kicks ass and takes names. And the only thing he really doesn't do is kill people. Um, so he's popular on that basis. He's kind of the what we all want to be: smart, tough, and you know, ready for battle, kind of a thing. Especially as men, I think I think we're in, we're supposed to be that. We're supposed to be the tough guy. We're supposed to be able to like walk into a room and think that, yeah, I'm going to kick everybody's ass in here. You know what I mean? You're, you're, he, Batman traditionally kind of walks into the lion's den and somehow fights his way out of it every single time. And, you know, we all should kind of want to do that. Um, go see it. Make your own decision. Hopefully you haven't seen it. And you listen to this, and then you go see it. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I can kind of see his point. Again, I am not over those two guys. I am not Cisco and Ebert. I am not a a movie reviewer, although that might be a nice little segment here and there. But I just thought the movie was done really well, and it got me to think about, you know, the struggle that we have, where it's it's not that different than the, the struggle of Batman. Now, granted, none of us are getting in tights or bulletproof suits, and you know trying to go fight our local crime. Um, but um, we have something that we either are too afraid to do and, and don't do it, or something that we're so driven to do that we're neglecting other parts of our lives, of our feelings, suppression of, you know, normal sort of emotions and feelings and to, to reach a goal. And even Batman has that conflict on, is this, is this going to be sustainable? How much longer can I do this? Can I do this at a rate for, you know, has my time come? Maybe it's, maybe I'm done kind of a thing. So, you know, don't give up. It's okay to ad lib. It's okay to change your mind. It, even Batman does. And um, even Batman gets tired. Even Batman has bad days. So, you know, channel your inner Batman. Be unforgiving. And then, you know, when it's time to take a step back, take your step back. And that's okay. Um, before I get into the, the next uh, little segment, which actually I think I'm just going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it like this. I wasn't going to do this. I was going to say a little blurb on something I find interesting about this whole Russian conflict and America's little part in it. So we will be right back. But that's going to be part of Not For Nothing because I'm really enjoying these Not For Nothing. I'll see you all in a couple minutes. Alrighty, welcome back. This is the uh, not for nothing portion of the show, which is how I've been trying to end my shows. So if hopefully you get this far, 
not for nothing's my kind of tongue-in-cheek, current events, sarcasm, and hopefully funny renditions. One, and I hate to start it off this way, but, and this is not funny, but not for nothing, I can't for the life of me understand why the U.S. is leading the charge on economic sanctions for Russia, yet we're still buying their oil. It's not helping our gas prices any. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're buying money and giving their economy the buying money. We're buying oil and giving their economy money, yet we're sending, and again, this is just from what I've heard, I've read it here and there too, we're sending money and munitions and, and support to the Ukraine, yet we're buying money from Russia. Well, I keep saying buying money. We're buying oil from Russia, giving them money. Like, that's totally like your friend playing two sides of the fence. And not for nothing, like, why would we do that? Now, of course, the people that are listening to this that, you know, it's a political thing and it's, you know, Biden's fault and all this. I really don't. I'm not convinced he has any power that has as much power as people think he has. But again, if the country's going great, he's, you know, it's going to be a team effort if it's going bad. He's the president. He's what he signed up for. Too bad, so sad. Don't care. Um, don't. I don't know that he's a great president, but like, why wouldn't somebody within Congress, within you know the Senate or the House, or somebody who has, because he, he's not that tough a guy to have fucking yes men. So why isn't someone being like, no, we are not going to buy oil from Russia. We are not basically going to help them print money. Like I, I, I don't understand that. Not for nothing. I listen to a lot of sports talk. And fucking Aaron Rodgers, can we stop already? Like, uh, the only people that care on the planet if he comes back is freaking Green Bay Packer fans because the rest of us are still going to draft him no matter where he goes. You know, Jesus, enough is enough. I mean, I've said this like three different times already. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about that. Um, Not for nothing, the lockout's like 10 or 12 or 13 days in. And these assholes can't come to any agreement. Like, the whole base, and, and most fans don't care about the whole, baseball is confusing enough as it is. You have like three tiers or four tiers of minor league baseball. A guy's a rookie, but if he doesn't play enough games and he's not really a rookie, he can come back the next year and be still be a rookie. And, you know, this is one of the things they're fighting off, you know, the team control and, you know, Pete Alonzo, one of my favorite baseball players right now, he's in New York Met, he's the first baseman, he's back-to-back home run champ. You know, he, he may miss out. He may get go to free agency a year later if the new if, if they, uh, the owners have, you know, their way, saving them millions and millions of dollars. Guys, you know, they go to arbitration, you know, before they get to free agency and you know, days in service and all this confusing shit that nobody cares about. Here's why they don't care about it. Because if I'm, say, a, a plumber and you're a pipe layer and your apprenticeship and then ultimately becoming a journeyman and then a foreman is different in your union than it is in somebody else's union, you don't have enough care as an outsider to care about their union right? Like, 
the only way you would care is if you're thinking about becoming, you know, instead of being a pipe fitter, you want to be, become a plumber. You know, if instead of being a, um, you know, a welder, you want to become a, uh, a plumber, then you have to know, right? The, we don't care about that stuff. We care about going to the ballpark, getting a hot dog, getting a beer, you know, and watching, you know, our team on a nice summer day. You know what I mean? We don't care about the other shit. And these assholes can't get together. And baseball is not exciting enough to sustain this shit. So hopefully you guys can get it together and uh, the Mets win the World Series. I blew it now because now they're definitely not going to not even gonna start the season. All because I said that. Um, not for nothing. Um, I do think that Robert Pattinson did okay as a Batman, which I just said. So this is, I, I thought he played Batman very well. Remains to be seen how convincing he is as a playboy billionaire, which maybe his character never evolves under this, you know, this guy. Um, I, I thought that it had good action. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was great um, as Catwoman. So um, what else? There was another not for nothing that I was going to say. Hmm. I do this to myself all the time. I actually have a notebook I'm going to start writing, and I'm going to do more notes where to where it won't really be scripted, but it's going to keep me, it's going to keep my ADD at bay. Um, not for nothing, it is starting to get warm here in Northern California, so it's going to be 977 degrees. Um, I get to see my Knicks play tomorrow against the Sacramento King. Right as I started this episode or this segment, they were up by 24 on the Clippers. Not for nothing, they've blown three, I think it's three 20-plus point leads in this seven-game losing streak. Um, not for nothing, a lot of focus on the Lakers who suck ass. Um, you know, so, you guys, we are in March. We are. 45 listens away from a thousand. Share, like, follow, subscribe, download, listen on Spotify or Anchor, Apple or Google, Overcast, Castbox, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. One of these days, I will seriously get a memory card for this camera that I bought, and I can put all this shit on camera, and I can do it on YouTube. And my goal really is to let you escape some time and think about stupid things like how does Batman relate to my life? Not for nothing, he does. You don't think he does, but he does. Not for nothing, you could be spending your day doing anything for 29 minutes. And I just prefer that sometimes in your day, in your week, in your month, you decide to listen to this. Um, this not-for-nothing segment really went nowhere. And this is kind of what I like. It, I don't have any rules. I'm not playing by a certain standard. And not-for-nothing, the standard's mine. It's my show. So I hope you like it, because I like doing it. And I'm going to continue to do it, even if nobody listens. But those of you who are listening, welcome back. Share with your friends. I am going to sign off by saying these three things. Actually, four.
uh, unity, equality, respect. I love y'all. We'll talk next week.